the love of two hippies. Thanks for joining us. And if this is your first time, welcome. We're so grateful that you're here with us. And if you're returning, what's up? Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> okay. So if you've been following along, um, we've been doing an inner work series, and this is journal prompt section of Inner Child. So if you want to backtrack and listen to those other ones, the only other one we've done for journal prompts is um, just kind of what phase you're in and then also um, self-love. So you don't have to. You can go ahead and start with this one because this is going to kind of be all-inclusive, but... We like to start off every episode with an affirmation. So, what's our affirmation today, Katie? All right. The affirmation is, I accompany my inner child through the healing process. I give it enough time to do so. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's important to um, address a little bit, that we're going to actually give it enough time to do so and know that when we go through this, it's not a one and done. It is a... Uh, consistent process much like any process in life that you have to continue to work at it in order for it to work so yep mm -hmm. yep take your time yeah because I think sometimes I get frustrated with the process and timing of things and I get impatient because I'm very impatient and I'm like why am I not already there why am I why am I not levitating things around the room yet (laughs) it's like whoa calm down like uh, just just wait on your gifts when they're when they're going to come and your healing's going to come but it's going to take time because if you think about it how long has it taken you to get to this point and the conditioning that your body's been through and mentally been through and depending on what you have been through that could have been like a five-year span of conditioning that impacted your life or if you've lived in a very toxic environment could have been 20 plus years of you dealing with something Mm -hmm. so it's going to take a long time to unpack and unravel and we're here to help you do it with support and I don't want to say grace because I don't want it to be like proper like there's no proper way but with ease maybe it can be messy for sure with ease and support yeah and if you're a parent um the more I think about this the more I wonder how much I'm not doing correctly with my own kids. <laughs> uh, you know, yesterday was a very difficult day and for me specifically at at my house and struggling with some decisions surrounding my daughter and allowing her to make some choices in for herself while still wondering if I'm doing the right thing, allowing a 7-year-old to make certain choices. Obviously, she doesn't have the ability to make, you know, adult level choices but um you know we try to give kids some extent some control over their choices and what they choose to do and so um yeah you know I look at yesterday and and I'm still struggling with the decision not knowing if it was right and not knowing if she'll be like me 25 years from now and go well now I have to do the inner child work (laughs) (laughs) I feel like even, I don't know, I feel like people are going to just get hurt regardless of what we do. Mm -hmm. And no matter how much 
loves in the family or loves in your support system, they're still going to experience things that are going to hurt them. Or um, even if they have a little bit of like mental health issues, not saying she does, but just people in general, if you have genetic health issues or genetic mental health issues, you could be in the best environment and you could still potentially end up with trauma that no one really knew was going on and you might not have even known when you were little what was going on yeah. like that's I, can't, I guess when we were talking about um kind of the prompts that we were reading about the inner child the stuff that go was going on with me when I was little that was very traumatic was all in my head my life outside was great I was happy I was like joyful I was always running around but then when it was just me and myself it was dark it was terrifying it was scary but there was literally no reason for me to be feeling those things until now as an adult it was things that happened that not even to me but in my environment from two to four that I didn't even know right so I mean it's all just a guess life is just a guessing game you know there's no rule book. There's no rule book. And you just got to go with your gut. Mm-hmm. And if, you te- if, you, if you're teaching your kids to go with their gut, because they're generators too, right? Yes. In human design. Yep. So that's your, that's your guttural response mm-hmm. of yes, no, your body, just listen to your body. Um, so if you're teaching them, then you have to, I mean, you do, you do got to trust them. And then later on, it's like, Oh, well, maybe that wasn't the best decision, but then it's a life lesson of like, hey, remember when we made this decision together, are you still happy that you made that decision? What did you think about it? And sometimes like with kids and sports and when it's like summertime and it's hot outside and we just want to go play in the pool all the time, it's like, I don't care about any responsibilities. Right. I just want to, I just want to be a freaking kid and I don't want to do anything else. Right. And if that's what they want to do, like... That's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And, you know, most sports have a break. You only live once. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. You know, and what she was doing, there was no break ever. Yeah. It was just, you know, constant three days a week of practice for several hours. And it was, you know, and so once she's so little. Yeah. And once she kind of decided that um, it was, that's a lot for a seven year old. It's a lot for me to. When you told, yeah, when you told me that, I was like, oh my gosh, like that's a ton. Mm -hmm. Because even like, I don't know, for high school sports and stuff, but that's, that's what's crazy about sports nowadays. It's constant. It's year long. Uh It's like, you're doing this, you're doing that. It's all competitive. You're traveling constantly. It's like, and then they're immediately going to go into adulthood and just automatically just start doing the same thing. Just repetitive. Like, how, how do, when, when do you get to be a kid? You're always on these like harsh schedules right it's a lot of commitment it's a lot of commitment for the parent it's a lot of commitment for the kid it's a lot of commitment for everybody involved and you know I think a lot of kids do very well with it and she has done really well with it for the past three years that she has been in it since she was four you know um and this this year because she leveled up it it became much more intense um, you know, and she already has some joint 
issues there. And so that played into it. And once pain started to happen, it became, well, is this physically good for you? It's not mentally good for you because you're in pain. And so we, you know, there was decisions that had to be made. And it was, it was difficult because I, I love watching them do things that they enjoy. And I, you know, and so I don't know, just, I struggled with it yesterday for sure um but yeah but i i think i think you're going like just even the fact that you said they have no breaks like mm-hmm. that's crazy she's only seven yeah like she's just a little girl yeah and so it's like of course your body's gonna break down and wear down mm-hmm. and especially that much training when she's growing like right maybe this is her body like hey i want to grow stop putting all this pressure on me for a second and let me like develop unstimulated for a second yeah so it's like, okay, yeah, sure. It's cool. Do it. Exactly. And yeah. Okay. So we have a little set for you guys today. We're going to sing a song. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Um, we're we're going to sing a song. No. Um, there's a mini, not like a full-blown meditation, but just you getting in the headspace of connecting with your inner child. So if you're at work and you're just kind of listening and then you'll come back and listen again, go ahead and start back over at the um, meditation. It's going to be probably around the 8.45 to 9-minute mark of this, um, of where we're at, maybe 9.30. But we're going to start the meditation and just kind of get you in the headspace of connecting with your inner child. Then we're going to give you some prompts and some things to think about and then we're going to end with just a few journal prompts nothing too crazy because there's about six things that we can write about so Mm -hmm. katie's going to start us with the meditation because the meditations make me anxious (laughs) (laughs) well and just as a friendly reminder this is like seriously it's a guide okay this is not it is a tool that you can do that you can use however it is not the only tool that you should use um So if you need more help and seek a professional that has the trauma um, training that can help you more. So this is like this is simply a guide to kind of like lead you if you wanted to like briefly start gently right now. And I didn't even... I was kind of explaining earlier, but I didn't even know where my trauma had been when I was little. Mm -hmm. And when I started doing a couple inner child work, it allowed me the opportunity to put the pieces together. So then I was able to go and get help if I wanted because I knew what it I knew what it was that happened. Mm -hmm. So this can be a good starting point if you do realize that you need some help, but maybe you don't know where to start, which is kind of where this is all been going you can kind of backtrack and like hey I um this the I think this is where all my trauma or some of my trauma started or came from can we go back to this this section and kind of break it down um with a professional and really get that help that you need and start on the right path Mm -hmm. and then maybe it won't take so many sessions to get there and you can actually get to the root of it a little faster yeah and um where we're pulling this from talks about tarot cards. So if you're not a tarot card person, that's totally okay. I was scared of tarot cards for a long time until Sarah and I had many, many conversations about this. It's truly about the intention that you put us in front of it or behind it. Same as 
the crystals that we talked about in another episode. Um, so this talks about if you are a tarot card person or if you'd like to learn more about it, the Empress card, which is all about motherly nurturing attitudes. And so we're trying to bring that into this uh, practice meditation so that you come from that place first, that you're looking at yourself as an inner child through the eyes of an unconditional love and care perspective. Yeah. And that's just the example this used. Mm -hmm. Um, Doesn't really matter what it comes from, whether it be like if you, it can even be like a Mother Mary figure Mm -hmm. or like whatever, whatever nurturing, maybe there was like a grandma on the block that when you grow up and she was like the most loving, nurturing person. Like think of her when you're doing this, like what would she say to you or what would this we just want you to envision someone and you become that person that's giving that unconditional love to yourself at the point of this. So the Empress card for me is a very powerful mothering card. It's a lot of like feminine divine energy. So that's how when I think of the Empress, that's what I that's the energy that I take on. It's like I'm powerful. I am all encompassing. I am the mothering, nurturing love. So that's why I liked this example in here. But if you're scared of tarot cards, then just think of it that that energy. But it's it's never a, a negative energy at all, right? So now, so <laughs> we got it. <laughs> uh, so if to get into the right mindset, the physical headspace for this, uh, if you feel called, try to find a place where you won't be interrupted. Um, we're going to talk about the journal prompts, but first, if you want to set some soft music or light a couple of candles, maybe some sage, incense, whatever floats your boat, um, and then get out your journal. So once we get through the meditation, you'll grab the journal and then we'll start there. So, um, we're going to part one, connect with your inner child. So before you start the journal prompt, we're just going to take a few minutes. We're going to completely align ourselves with our inner child. That could be, think, you know, think back to a time when your inner child needed that nurturing self, um, just the love that, that your, that your child needed. So it could have been your three, seven, 10, 15, 19 years old, uh, you know, you're not at a point to where your brain is fully developed. So you're unable to really kind of understand or process certain things. And so we want to take you back to those times. Uh, yeah. And again, it's a process. So picture yourself at any age that seems fitting to you at this time. And then think about how that inner child is feeling. Uh, where are they in this location? Are they happy, sad, scared? What do you feel in your own body? Is there something that's really standing out? And then I want you to think of something as you or think of yourself as you are right now in the same space as your inner child. And then give that inner child a big old giant hug. This could be, you know, the Empress, the the Mother Mary. This is this is the energy that we are collecting right now. So that nurturing, that's what we're bringing into this. We're going to fill the space with bright, warm light, lots of energy, 
and we're going to give that energy to your inner child. So almost like a Reiki kind of sensation here. You can use your hands if that feels good for you, just whatever feels right for you in this moment. And then once you've kind of made that your practice, you'll eventually make your way out of this space and we'll open our eyes and then we'll start to work on the journal prompt. Woohoo. Okay, so you probably are still imagining um, that age that, well, just keep imagining. <laughs> just stick with the same age, sorry. Um, and kind of write about that. So go ahead and grab your journal and write about that time period as an outsider. And you're going to write at, you're going to write from the perspective of the nurturer, the, the loving energy, the healing energy. And you're going to write about that time period um, to kind of, I kind of look at this so you can kind of step back and, and remove yourself from the situation so you can look at it so that you can put all the pieces together of maybe what's going on and what happened and where the trauma came from or, or why the trauma happened. And you don't have to take a ton of time, but go ahead and pause here and just kind of until you kind of are running out of ideas when you're writing it out, just kind of talk yourself through that, that the energy that you maybe noticed in the child or the things that you thought the child was feeling. And then if that turns into you talking as yourself, that's fine too. Um, I just don't want it to be like a trauma dump mm -hmm. to where you get really depressed and when you're thinking about it like that's the idea of writing it from an outsider looking in because you're you're just talking you're speaking on the trauma so that we can heal it together not as I've said before when I journal it gets kind of dark and depressed so just write about it as an outsider perspective so that we can heal it together so pause here and, and finish that if you'd like and then um, for the next prompt, did you, is there anything you wanted to say with that section before we move on to the mm -hmm. next one? Okay. And so then after you've done that, um, I want you to write to your inner child um, happiness, healing, love, support, all the things that you want to gift or wanted to have when you were, when you were that, little, that little human, that little new soul. Uh, what what healing do you want to give that person? If you're writing them a letter, um, what do you want them to know about themselves? What do you want them to know about how your future will be? Um, obviously, you're here and you're working on yourself, so I would say it's maybe been a hard, maybe a hard road, but it's good. You're here. You're healing. So we're we're full circle back in the right place. Um, and what love and happiness do you want that child to experience and write about that? Yeah. Yeah. And as you age, uh, if we're working on the inner child work of, say, a teenager or somebody in their, you know, late teens, um, if it's something that maybe you are feeling guilt about or that your inner child may be feeling guilt about, you have the ability to say that you accept whatever it was that happened and that you forgive yourself for it and that you don't any longer have to feel guilty about it. 
regardless yeah, of which that's such a good point regardless of what the outside world says or you know maybe family members um continue to bring it up that's their that's their own trauma that's not on you and so you have the power and the uh, ability to accept it and then give yourself permission to not feel guilty for it anymore yeah because i feel like that's such a child thing to do is take on the guilt that's not yours Mm -hmm. or like my parents got divorced and it was my fault like no (laughs) it was your parents just not meshing as people anymore Mm -hmm. and if those were the things that happened or maybe it was my fault that blah 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 like just step back in those and yeah let yourself have forgiveness and and reduce the guilt that you have and and it's okay and and you're okay and you will be okay yeah and and something that I have been working on in the last several months is letting go of shame and guilt that I have gotten from religious uh my religious background so you know we're we're conditioned in that environment that things are bad or that maybe your body isn't isn't good or that someone has you know done things to you that are against what the religion said was appropriate and yet it was somebody in the church um and so none of that is your fault you know, yeah. releasing any of that, which is why I specifically, just from my own circumstances, and I don't know yours, but from my own circumstances, releasing the guilt of whatever you were conditioned to feel like and carried into adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then two journal, like, little fun questions that are pretty difficult, but they're fun, (laughs) I think. Um, The first one is, what is something I wish someone else would tell me, and how can I tell myself this more often? So maybe if you were a super talkative kid and you got in trouble for voicing your opinion all the time or that people told you to be quiet all the time and now you have communications issues or you don't express your feelings because they weren't valid um tell your inner child like wow I really love all of your ideas and and whatever or maybe you weren't conditionally loved because you didn't believe in something and you were kind of shunned from your family or shunned from the people around you it's like tell your inner child I'm so proud of you for standing up for yourself and your beliefs and that's going to take you really far in life and I can't wait to see you blossom as you grow Mm -hmm. up like just think of those things that you could tell your child or your child tell little little soul Sarah (laughs) that's me (laughs) Um, something like that you know like you you are enough like don't I just remember being bullied and all my I, I felt like I didn't have any friends like what a weird thing to think as like a young child And I don't know if it's because we had just moved, but every day I would cry before I went to bed. And I was like, I don't have any friends. No one likes me here. And it felt like every relationship I had was fake and not genuine. And it's like, where the hell did that come from? 
Like, that's so weird. Maybe other people have experienced that too, but that's that's carried on into I'm 30 now, so that's carried on until this mm-hmm. point. And it's like, wow. And it still affects me a lot. So it's like, if I could find the root of that, that would be great. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything that comes up that you are kind of shunned as a child, like for you, like be yourself. Your Your body is beautiful. Your body is great. Your body is wholesome as it is no matter what you do and what you wear and how you celebrate yourself like and think of how an impact how much of an impact that would have had in your formative years of becoming like a young woman Mm -hmm. so yeah and the next question this one's fun what makes you unique and how can you use this uniqueness more in life So I feel like this relates to the first question. So maybe you were talkative as a child and now maybe you're a communication. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Like what makes you special and how can you use that more in your life? Because those are the gifts that you've been given. Yeah. Now I remember being in like grade school and being friends with the, you know, friends, quote unquote, with the really popular people and then also with the people that weren't so popular. And I remember being told because there was a situation when I was in grade school where a friend had told me that she wanted to take her own life. And I had obviously told an adult and it had caused a rift in the friendship. And And I was told back then even that I couldn't save the whole world. And that was something that was repeated to me. Uh, oh my gosh. But, you know, obviously I know I can't what a weird save the whole say. world, but I want to love on everybody. Well, and if your friend that you care about is in danger, why wouldn't you tell someone? Right. And I don't, it may not have been directly correlated to that, but just in general, like I was a very, like I wanted to be everybody's friend and I wanted to make sure that everybody was okay all the time. And I never wanted anybody yeah. to be mad at me and I never wanted anybody to feel left out or, you know. I think that's exactly how I felt too, mm-hmm. or how I still how I still feel, yeah. still feel. <laughs> but even just that simple phrase, like if you've listened to the beginning of Thomas Miller's podcast, a subconscious mind Mas- subconscious mind mastery, all of his fear and disappointment came from. I, I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he was going into um, kind of like a cemetery, a cemetery, a cemetery. Please help Seminary. Me. Please. Seminary. Seminary. <laughs> uh-huh. Seminary this story was, and... uh, when I first started listening to his podcast, this story was so freaking powerful in my brain because it was. Because, yeah, because you experienced it. Right. Pretty much. Not, not to the same so, extent, but for sure. But you, okay, so you can correct me if I tell the story wrong because it's been a few years since I've listened to the first episode, but um, he was he was trying to figure out where his trauma came from because he kept feeling like he was a failure at anything he did. And he, that all of his kind of all of his life experiences would end in failure because he ultimately like a self-fulfilling self-fulfilling prophecy. He just kept creating situations where he was failing at everything and he was a failure. So he traced it back to this school, this mentor he had that was so important to him and and he really trusted him, and it was somebody, a role model. And it was a, I so believe it was a pastor, if I... Yeah, it was uh-huh. a pastor of some sort in the in the church, I think, and that was something he was interested in following him and kind of following in his footsteps once he got, like, higher in school. And the pastor 
took him aside and said, you're my greatest disappointment. Because he had chosen something different for his life. He had chosen not to continue in the okay, seminary. That's what it was. He had chosen to go into okay. like broadcasting or something. Some some type of yeah, which is what he eventually yeah. Did. Thank thank heavens because we're here now because you know of right. him and, and his choices. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he, the pastor, ultimately said it from from love because he wanted to push him and make sure he was making the right the right decision. But with those exact words, that impacted his life greatly. And led him down a spiraling hill of mentally feeling like he was a failure at all things and a disappointment. So that's why words are so, so tricky. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're, and you can't, you can't know how every single word or sentence is going to impact someone for the future and impact their life. Like, you can't live each moment in fear that you're going to screw somebody mm-hmm. up, you know, especially as a parent. Like, so as long as I feel like you're coming from gen- like a genuine place with everyone and you're trying to be wholesome, um, I think you just got to do the best you can. And but something like that, like, there's no excuse for that. You well, know? and there's a really I've, I think I've mentioned it before, but Kristen Bell's therapist has told her that oh, honesty yeah. without tact is cruelty. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. That. And he had no tact. In fact, I, I, when I listened to it, I thought, no, that when you said it came from love, I don't know that it came from love. I think it was truthfully uh, something to perhaps he was trying to motivate, but on the other end yeah. of that spectrum, it was, a, it was cruel. It was cruel what he yeah. said. But I think... I think it came from his mind, like honest. I'm not saying it was from love, but I think in his head, maybe he just doesn't know. That person just didn't know how to communicate any other way, Mm -hmm. something different that he didn't believe that he thought was wrong. So he's like, well, I have to help him. Like I have to fix him. And he's making the wrong Mm -hmm. decision. And sometimes I feel like religious I don't know what the word is. Not leaders. people, but people in leaders. Yeah, leaders. I feel like it can turn into such a scarcity mindset when people are leaving the church and it's like an all or nothing situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you're going to die now. You're going to go straight to hell if you leave this church. And and I feel in their soul, they probably honestly feel that. And that's why sometimes they get so frantic about mm-hmm. things. But that's not the truth. That has nothing. If you step out of a door, if you step step out of a frame of a building, does not mean you're going to hell. I don't. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's so frustrating that they. Tr- it's you. Even if you truly believe, like I had a friend tell me that because she saw me with some candles and some cards and some crystals, and she said, "You're speaking to the devil. You're going to hell. You may be happy right now, but." You're not going to be happy. It, you're, it's going to lead you down a dark path. And that was the first time she's asked me or questioned me about anything that I was going through. And if she would have just, I never responded, but if she would have just asked me, who are you communicating with? Right. Joke's on her. I was trying to talk to Jesus. So right. like, just, just ask. if Just because someone does something differently than you doesn't mean it's wrong and they need to be backlashed for it. Or as a child, just because you did something different as a child doesn't like go back to that child 
So this is a perfect example. I can visualize. It's kind of hard for me to visualize my own personal experience, but when I think about Thomas, like young Thomas, now as a like a nurturing, mothering figure, I would go to him and send young Thomas energy of like, no, you are not a failure. You're doing what's best for you and I support you and I'm here for you. And he has his own issues going on and that's why he said that to you. But that has no reflection on your actual person and your soul and your being. Right. So keep going, keep standing up for yourself and keep fighting for what you want and what's best mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, because at the Hope end you of feel the feel that young <laughs> Thomas energy. Right. <laughs> at the end of the day, the stuff that he's doing now speaks to probably more people in a way that is unconditional caring nurturing yeah maybe he probably reaches more people than he could have reached in that church environment yeah and worldwide like if you're a pastor or bishop like or i don't even know the words because so i'm sorry if i'm saying the wrong words but um you're gonna just uh, impact your community maybe you get to travel and do those things but you're you're with this is podcasting here, even what what we're doing, we're impacting people in other countries and other religions because we're all encompassing. Mm-hmm. And that's been our thing from the very beginning. Like whatever's best for your soul and whatever you follow, we support mm-hmm. that. And we, we just want you to grow and be happy and feel loved. We don't care where you're from. We don't care who you worship. That's not any of our business because it's your life and whatever's best for you is best for you. We just want you to experience love and support and just wherever you had trauma when you were young, we want to be there and help you empower yourself mm-hmm. and and feel that healing and for once feel that sense of joy and happiness from maybe a time of sorrow. Yeah. But I'm Okay, so we talked about um, the writing to yourself with that nurturing energy um saying that you accept yourself that you're not that you don't no longer have to feel guilt for it so whatever you wrote down if you are writing stuff down go back and start the reflection process on all of that take the time to truly soak in everything that you wrote down uh so if you didn't write it down and it's all in your head, maybe go back to it later and take some time just to write it down so that it does sink in. Because I find that if I write it down, I'll remember more of it. <laughs> yeah. And it's more, um, what did they say about writing it down? It's more of, re- of it's more of a reality, like it actually mm-hmm. happened. So if you can write, kind of like visualization, if you're visualizing something and you write it down and then it becomes more your brain or the universe thinks it's an actual event and it actually happened so that you can kind of implant those new ideas seeds neurons idea seeds neurons like (laughs) science uh nature weirdo (laughs) like uh yeah seeds of ideas (laughs) yeah they're called neurons okay (laughs) um yeah so We're excited for you guys. We're excited for this journey. Um, This is also, if you're having a hard time, do the the daisy exercise Mm -hmm. with a picture of you in the time frame that you want to work on. So the daisy is get a 
a childhood photo of you and decorate it with flowers, hearts, butterflies, whatever makes you the most um, joyful and happy. And then while you're doing this inner child work, look at that child and gift it with everything that you have wanted to be gifted your whole life. And for me, I have so many different stages of this. So I would start at a certain section and then I would move to a different section and, and try to heal try to heal those wounds at a different age. So you don't have to do it all encompassing because you're such a different person in each section. So, and it may need different love in each section. So break it down however you need it to break down and just keep doing the same process. You can listen to this recording over and over and do it for each section if you want. Um, And that would be really helpful and kind of less overwhelming if you're like, well, this happened and then what about this and then this and then that. Oh, I need help there too. It's like, okay, just finish this one and then we'll move on to the next childhood section. So, And my neighbor's mowing if you can hear that weird like... (laughs) I can see it on the recording, so I think you guys are picking oh, it up, but it's not me humming. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the mower. So, all right, sweet friends. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, leave us a five-star review, or support us with a monthly donation, which can be found on anchor.fm. To catch all the latest from us, you can find us on Instagram at For the Love of Two Hippies or our Facebook group at For the Love of Two Hippies podcast, all the number two. And thanks again. And until next time. Don't worry, boo-boo, 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 be hippie.